now I found peace because I achieved what I wanted to. But it's like, no, that's, it's nothing external. You know, everything that I've mentioned within my own struggles with peace have all been an internal thing. It's nothing to do with the outside. The point of peace is that everything could be happening. There's crazy things. You're moving across here to here. You have a new job. Um, maybe you're arguing with your significant other, all this other stuff. But then you understand at your core where your dignity lies, where your purpose is, and um, essentially the true source of happiness. Welcome back to another episode of PBK. New year, new chapters, for some of us new states, new vibes. Vibes. No new subscribers, but we're here. We're working on that. That's our fault. <laughs> there was no new episodes this last year. <laughs> uh, uh, how's it going with you, Keone? <clears throat> Good. Things are going well over here. I mean, it's Nico and I did a little reverse vibe, so uh, it's interesting. The, the this is the first time that I'm joining YouTube for a, for a, uh, an episode. So, but things are good, going well over here. Baby girl's growing. Um, doing her thing. Michelle's amazing as a wife, so shout out to her. And yeah, kick the thing. Shout outs to all our wives, right? I mean, they're, they're behind every good man are, are great women, um, at, mm -hmm. at least uh, what we've come to experience here. So, but definitely excited to be back. You know, we're trying to start off 2022. We had a lot of life changing things going on at the end of uh, 2021 in so many different ways between welcoming new life um, with uh, baby Gianna, baby Micah coming in, um, and then of course uh, job scenarios, right? A lot of us are in the middle or just starting new jobs, uh, the, 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 sub, the Sablon men um, for sure, and then we got a lot of, lot of stuff going on. So um, blessed to be back. And we do want to make a, a solid commitment to being a little bit more consistent, right, Meeks? Yeah, yeah, that's that was pretty bad. I was actually looking at our own channel on YouTube, and I saw that we did a total of six episodes last year. So that's our bad. But this is year two. Um, we're excited to be here for two years. For uh, you know everybody that has listened and supported and all that kind of stuff, it's been pretty cool. Um, yeah, I was 19, not married, not graduated. A lot of different things happened in those two years. Uh, we actually all lived in the same area that was pretty cool uh there's a lot of different things going on but uh yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna try to again get get consistent get going and so we'll uh the the ppk crew will will make sure that we we, we stick with that um all that saying and shout out to those that have stuck, stuck with us from the beginning uh you know the collins of the, real the, ones. the real ones the collins the sergios the gracias yeah. uh and and anybody that's new right if this is your first episode with us we we welcome you if it's if it's your what are we 40 what is this 43 i think 43 yeah um we we appreciate you sticking with us through the ups and downs through the uh the ins and outs that we've been uh, dealing with and hopefully we'll start to get a little bit more consistency and stability so uh, all that to say what is our topic for today weeks yeah so today we're talking about um peace a lot of peace maintaining peace what that looks like uh sort of the contrast between the real sense of peace and what the world is trying to tell you peace is um, and then also sort of how to find that when you're making big decisions as you know my, my as my dad said we've we've recently been doing a lot of those the big decisions and uh how do you find peace in that where do you where do you look what do you look for how do you find god's voice those kind of things so uh, hopefully we can break that open for you guys and 
you know, offer some good advice. Yeah, I think, um, Keone, you brought up a lot in a lot of uh, discussions because we all went through, especially during um, COVID crazy in 2020, right? The, we had to kind of shelter in place. And we talked about Father Jacques Philippe in his book, Searching and Maintaining Peace. So I think we've mentioned that a lot. You've, you've brought it up a lot. I think we'll be um, kind of sharing some of those, those bits of wisdom as well uh, during this episode. So Yeah, that book is, uh, is life-changing. Uh, and I think I tell this to everyone, Catholic or non-Catholic, I brought it up to some of my clients in, in therapy sessions. Like, if you can master this book, which is, you know, our goal in all things, to, to maintain to maintain peace in our heart, because God is the Prince of Peace, you know, but to, to to really get down the principles that Father Jacques talks about in the book, I mean, you're on the path of sanctity. I mean, there's so many just um, mic drops in that book, and it's such a short book, um, but it really fosters a lot of um, a lot of reflection, uh, self-reflection, and also reflection on um, you know who we surround ourselves with and how we surround ourselves with the people that we do surround ourselves with. So there's there's just a lot of good tidbits, and I'm still this is my second time reading it, like because there's so many parts. I'm like, man, I still struggle with that part, you know. So maybe we can put a link to it, uh, the book, uh, in the description section. Absolutely. I think if there was one book, we we're talking about this, right, Meeks? If there's one book that you could constantly read over, um, that would be one, right? Because it's going to hit you differently at different points in your life. And I think yeah. what we're struggling with a lot right now in our culture and our world is is trying to find that peace. Everybody says, um, you know, there's plenty of gimmicks out there, plenty of people who say that they can give you that peace you desire rather than the Prince of Peace, right? Going to the Prince of Peace, which is what we're trying to do here is to expose you to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to, um, you know, the universal church in the Catholic church. But Meeks, you, you had alluded to it at the beginning, talking about um, the, kind of the real definition of peace. Because I think what people tend to, to seek is a peace which in their mind is absence of, a life absence of stress, struggle, war, um, you know, consternation, they seek that kind of peace. And I think that they may have not realized that we are fallen people in a fallen world. So uh, mm -hmm. where do you want to go with that, Meeks? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a good place to start. I was uh, looking through different, different quotes about peace and came across this one by um, JP2. And he says, peace is not just the absence of war. Like a th cathedral, peace must be constructed patiently and with unshakable faith. And... Um, yeah, it's really it's really a good point of, of reflection, I think, for for everyone, because I think the tendency is to think and when I think about the times I've heard uh, friends or people like on social media talk about peace, it's like this idea that like, okay, nothing crazy is happening right now and I'm happy with where things are going, therefore I'm at peace, which is not necessarily where it what we're talking about at all. And I think <clears throat> also it's been a good point of reflection because I feel like um, it's been something that I've been showing a lot with too, with peace. I think because a lot of the time, um, you know, I'm finishing school, I had some breaks in between, and then with a lot of breaks in between, there's uh, just feel like there's a lot of free time and you can get caught up on just, you know, being on your phone or doing this or hanging out with these friends and not having that sort of structure. And so for me, it's something that I started to, to notice because it's like even in that time when nothing's happening for me, right? Everything's chill. You know what? I, you know, I'm interviewing for jobs where I have a job and school is out finally and things are, you know, starting to figure things out. I think I was still missing that sense of peace. And you could tell that in some of the ways that I think I think you tell that internally very often or in the way that you act. You know, sometimes it's like 
all right, why do I keep just roasting people all the time or gossiping? Like, how I kind of just chill out? That's I think that's when you understand things of like you don't actually have that sense of peace. Um, and a lot of people, uh, you know, we could dive more into this, but a lot of people, um, saints talk about, and uh, I think just different uh, prayers and things like that discuss reflections, discuss understanding when to speak and if you're over it when you're using too many words and how that can be detrimental to your soul and i think this all this ties into, into peace right and i think um you know i found this blessed issue article that was opening up some quotes and like little reflections about things and um so it talks about like the reason why saints are saints is because they have that peace always you know unshakably mm -hmm. they're always finding that peace and it doesn't matter about it's not conflict that has nothing to do with peace and i think we get so caught up in you know um you know whatever it is make love not war and all this kind of stuff that it was just classic american culture that seems to have gone on forever now but uh that's all it is this piece is just supposed to be uh, as long as we're not in iraq at the time or afghanistan then then that means we're at peace and it's like it's, it's nothing like, to do yeah, with it. like the hippie piece right yeah. like the you know peace love and all of that where it's like I mean, you look at some of the great saints you know and i think about especially during these times where we're kind of really battling communism and socialism even in 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 america where you think about people like the uh saint edith steins or the saint maximine Kobes who were in concentration camps who um who were facing death and faced death um, in the midst of all of the the trauma and the trials that they went through in the concentration camps but still were at peace with god and knowing that he is um a good father who uh is you know nothing happens outside of a permissive will so i think that'll be good for us to kind of dive into it so what say you county yeah i just kind of bounce off what you guys are saying i think meeks in the jp2 quote you should like that there's a firm foundation of faith or something uh i think that's the big thing is, is the foundation of faith in, in god and that's really the 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 asterisk in the in the definition in comparison to the other uh, definitions of peace that you'll you'll find from your you know liberal studies professor or your yoga teacher down the street or whatever it is, you know, the, what is the piece? Is it grounded in yourself? Uh, self-care, self-this, self-help book, self-this, self-self-self-self, or is it grounded in, in the, the God that you serve? Um, and so that's, that's the biggest thing is having, developing the sense of faith, even when things don't seem like they're working out, even when you're unsure, and we're going to talk about that more with discernment, like, no matter what, you're trusting in the providence of God. And I think it was St. John of the Cross, I want to say, it says, like, pretty much your, the measure of your faith in God, in God is, is, or the measure that you put um, in in God's ability to provide is, is the measure of your your confidence in Him. You know, it's like, the more the more you expect of Him, the more confident you are in Him, and, and the more He delivers. And so it's, we're making room for him to abide in our heart. And the, and the more we try to do it ourselves or we're hesitant, um, the more God is, is kind of blocked off from really having a place in our heart. So that's really where the peace is, is allowing God to work through um, our heart, no matter where the situation is in our state in life. Because, you know, it, we all can have a sense of peace when we, we just got the job and the house is stable and the money's coming in and our, our you know, our health goals are where we want to be or whatever. I'm like, wow, I'm at peace. And then something you know, uh, something is taken away or there's a wrinkle in, in those, in those states in life. And, and then where, where did your, where did your peace go? And so trying to maintain our peace is keeping our eyes fixated on Christ. Um, the one thing I wanted to kind of expand on, cause I think it's a little bit different. 
than what you guys are saying. When I think of peace, and this is something that I've really tried to focus on because I suck at it, is uh, avoiding haste. Mm -hmm. uh, just that hastiness in, in a lot of things, you know? Um, in this, the decision making, right? You can just, like, you want something, uh, and you're just, like, you're ready to go. You're getting all the answers. You're like, but then it's like, even though you're, you're, I'm praying, even though I'm reflecting, even though I'm seeking advice, there's this hastiness in my soul, which could still, I'm pursuing myself in the, even though I'm using the right means to do it, it's distorted. So my end is, is wrong, you know? And, and so there's this haste. And even when, you know, you want your family member or your significant other or your friends to, to convert or to do something to grow spiritually, if I go about it with too much haste, then it's more about me than it is about their soul. If I'm trying to work on my own habits and I'm trying to break the things that I know I, I struggle with the most, if I go about it with too much haste, it's more about me than it is about doing the will of Christ. And so like, to me, that's been a huge wake-up call that Father Jacques, I think, points out very well in the book, is, is being patient with Christ who wants your salvation and the salvation of those around you way more than you could ever, you could ever want that. Yeah, I was going to say um, one of the things you, and that's that's, that's a good point, Keanu, because right, you never make decisions in haste. I mean, that's just kind of like spiritual discernment 101, um, which we all, I mean, me being a choleric, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gone before you even finish the sentence. And so it's, it's one of those things where you have to practice um, prudence and temperance in those areas. But one of the things um, that uh, you alluded to, that unwavering confidence, confidence in, in our Heavenly Father, St. Louis de Montfort, um, Third Order Dominican, Saint of the Church. I think he's a doctor of the Church, to be honest. Um, uh, and he talks about discernment. <clears throat> he he uses kind of two fundamental sources. One is is the Bible, okay, relating everything back to the Scripture, and the other piece is uh, basically this Trinitarian principle of uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the first thing would be the unwavering confidence in God the Father, who. Uh, will not abandon you. Will not, um, you know, uh, leave you uh, uh, to your to your own demise. Right? He's he's here. He's always calling you back. And then through that, you go through the obviously a relationship with our son, his son, our Lord um, Jesus. So you could not do that except through the one mediator, Jesus Christ, uh, and of course uh, through Holy Mother Church, and then led by the Spirit of Truth in the Holy Spirit. So always kind of pressure testing anything, any kind of decision you have to make against. Okay, where does this lead me to become a better disciple where does this lead me to um be uh more aligned with god's will and not getting caught up because i think one of the challenges that we all experience as fallen human beings is um being led by our emotion right so subjectively speaking rather than ob objectively thinking about well does this you know trying to project onto god our will and make it his will right like well i just got out of adoration and he really wants me to divorce um you know because i ran into this person i saw out there i said if you really want me to like you know i mean god contradicting himself kind of that kind of thing but uh anyway i just wanted to comment on that point what's the uniques yeah um you know there's a lot um to dive into here i think and i'm really just trying to internalize everything when i'm thinking about peace you know because as you know, we are a podcast. We're not ever trying to be necessarily like these examples or things like that. <clears throat> examples in the sense of like, hey, we mess up. You shouldn't do it this way. More so, mm -hmm. you know. So that's why I'm trying to take this approach. But um, what I'm thinking about it is that I think any time what you're talking about, 
you're in this emotional state and you respond to that, that's how you know you lack that strong sense of peace. Because mm-hmm. I find it the most emotional and, and anger. Because <laughs> I just, I don't know what's wrong with me, but something's wrong with me. But um, I think, and then also what Kelly's saying, hastiness. Like, if you find yourself being so quick to that emotion, and which is the hastiness towards anger, which is like a lot of things I have, just being impatient or just being like, just like, almost like disturbed at someone else's presence a lot of times for yeah i don't know there's a quote here i need to read every day 12 times a day i think i saw but um and me just thinking about like now i'm looking back and i'm saying like you know where was it's because i don't have that sense of peace especially in those times like i was saying in break it's like you have so much free time right i don't don't have i wasn't working at that time and just kind of busy with family and things like that and then you just start filling your your free time with something that we've always talked about right it was like there's there's some things that aren't inherently bad but like too much use of them, your phone or or um, a game or this and that, um, or even just watching TV or movies in general, too much of it just makes you sort of lackluster and you become very sloth-like. And then I think because of that, you start to become emo- more emotionally based. Um, you're losing that peace because you're not having strong, uh, strong of a connection with God. And then it becomes just kind of going with the flow, feeling your day out more so than having this certain structure, making sure you're very intentional about what you do. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're intentional about what you do, which is like, a, I guess, another point, right? The more intention that you bring when you're intentionally making sacrifices or fasting or praying, that doesn't seem, that's not necessarily uh, stress-free or the lack of things happening. It's actually creating those things happening, but that's where you find more peace as opposed to when I am just feeling throughout my whole day, right? I don't have anything to do. Like today is MLK day, so we're off. If I just treat this day like, oh man, I'm gonna rest. I got work the rest of the week. I'm not really gonna put any structure to my day. There's no sense of peace in that. It's really just a sense of laziness. I'm kind of doing whatever I want, and that doesn't really ever feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've we've explained um, throughout with working out and all this other stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's it. Get, I, I've been I've been struggling and I've been trying to figure out a lot. Like, what does that look like? Because that sense of peace carries over into virtually everything. I think it's interesting to think about the saints and why they are saints being because they have that peace. Um, I think that's so interesting because I think if you think about insecurities, you think about pride, you think about anything really. It's like when you have that sense of peace and that and that wherewithal to understand where your home truly is, that being heaven, where your goal is supposed to align where your dignity lies having that that's what i think that's what having peace means is understanding those three things then um or well, including those three things that you don't find yourself veering off to extremes right i think peace is the middle always and so it's an interesting just it's interesting just to think about i think that's the best thing to do for us is to reflect on it um and also pushing ourselves to reach that place uh like i'm noticing like I said, with my, with, with, within my personal spiritual life, um, without structure, I don't have that anymore. Um, I'm not being conscious of my own decisions. I'm not being conscious of, hey, I know I always fall here, but when I'm in the mode of continually doing what I want to do, I'm not thinking about that anymore. I'm just reacting at that point. And then I lack mm-hmm. peace. So um, I think those are things just to, to really open up ourselves to understanding what that really means. And I think Another thing I like to think about, too, is um, sort of, I just find it so uh, so often in, in, in sec- with several people, like I was mentioning, but it seems like, oh, I'm finally where I'm at now, and I'm happy with it, which is like what we see peace being, and I feel like that's just a way of saying, like, 
I don't know if I could do any better than what's going on right now. Or in my head, this is where I thought I'd be at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So therefore, I'm happy. I'm content. And I don't think it's what we're really searching for. I don't think it's where peace is at. I don't think it's like, I have a, a peace is not goal oriented. I mean, if anything, the only goal is like heaven oriented. But I think a lot of people will be like, you know what? For me, right? I just graduated. I got a job because no one, no one subscribed and I have to get a real job now. <laughs> but um, or people would have those goals and it's like, now I found peace because I achieved what I wanted to. But it's like, no, that's, it's nothing external. You know, everything that I've mentioned within my own struggles with peace have all been an internal thing. It's nothing to do with the outside. The point of peace is that everything could be happening. There's crazy things. You're moving across here to here. You have a new job. Um, maybe you're arguing with your significant other, all this other stuff, but then you understand at your core where your dignity lies, where your purpose is, and um, essentially the true source of happiness, then it's like, yeah, peace is not found, and it's not just, you know, doing downward dog position, or peace is not just, like, you know, by the ocean. It's, it's, it's always supposed to be within here, and the point of it is that regardless of those external factors, you have that, and so... Um, that's a long journey, I think, to get there, and uh, I know we're new finding that. But uh, like I said, just trying to offer some reflection. Yeah. Even like what the world I think gives is almost like a sense of of complacency, of of like comfort, right? Even self care. Oh, like find your peace. Go take a warm bath, right? Or go just binge Netflix. Go ahead and do that. You deserve it. And it's like just coddling ourselves mm-hmm. and. I think there's a good in shutting off your brain, right? And but there's there's a way to do it, and there's a perspective that that is taken while doing that. And and so obviously binge watching probably isn't good because it's lacking temperance. But taking a warm bath, I don't think any of us would would uh, would disagree that that would that could be a good thing, if, even if it fosters reflection. Um, but I think the difference between the the mainstream, the secular sense of peace, the complacency versus the Catholic sense of peace is the humility in accepting the fact that, yeah, we do mess up. Yeah, I don't really know what's going on right now. Yeah, I keep, you know, erring on in this same life, but I submit it to you, God. And I ask you to fill in that broken piece of my heart more and more each time I go about my day. Like, and that's the difference is, is I think in, in the, in the secular world, there really isn't a a resolve to better yourself for Christ. It's just to cater to your emotions. Mm-hmm. It's to serve your appetites. That's peace. Is the more your your appetites are served, and obviously the external around you is, is solid. You, you met your PR for the day or you did, you know, you met whatever, like Meeks was saying, whatever goal you have set in your, in your head, that's just going to have to move or expand the, right after you meet that goal. It's just an endless loop. The, the, that's just that complacency in your spiritual life. Obviously, they're not really complacent if they keep going for a PR or they're going for a new money goal that they're trying to reach, the salary or whatever. But it's an endless loop in your in your spiritual life. It's just remaining stagnant, and and so when Father Jacques talks about like this sense of peace, even with ourselves, and like there's a difference when we fall, or like Nietzsche is saying, like gossiping, or we we all can be judgmental. We can all can be very uh, quick to anger or pride. We all know that in ourselves. But something that I think what I've been trying to do, and this is you know 
we're all kind of getting into what what area of peace we most struggle with is me almost being thankful for my failing because in that moment you are more able to invite Christ in that moment. So there's so many times where like, oh, there's another judgmental thought. Oh, there's another uh, prideful remark. Oh, I'm being impatient. Oh, I'm being selfish again. And if I, I can quickly be like, oh my gosh, dude, are you serious? Like, oh, there you go, dude. Like, you're being an idiot. Like, you know, I can beat myself up and like have this sense of anger and control and I try to like outwill the next temptation that comes. And Father Jacques would say, like, to the extent that you lose your peace to grow in holiness is the extent that it's more about you and less about Christ. Mm-hmm. Is actually you're going farther backwards. And he's like, nothing can impede your progress to sanctity more than wanting it too much. I think like that's where, where peace lies. Is the more in hastiness, right? The more you even want sanctity too fast, the more you want it, the less you're going to go. The less you're going to progress down that road. And so something that for me is when I talk about maintaining peace, it's even when I do have that, that prideful response or that, that angry response or that impatience or whatever it is, it, I, I almost just immediately, t- I've been trying to invite God into that. Lord, I know I messed up. I know I've been impatient. Help me to do it better next time. Or like be with me in this moment or whatever the prayer is, but like invite God in, even if you contemplate some sort of image or you say a prayer but not to not to ignore the fault, which obviously you're bringing it to prayer and you want to correct it, but to not consume yourself with that fault. Because the more you consume yourself, the more the devil has you. Or he's just going to point, he's going to point at the mirror at you and say, this is you, this is you, this is you. You know, and for me, it's just been like, you know what? No, I'm not going to let it define me. I know God wants my conversion more than I ever could. So the more I invite him in, the more he starts to take over and I just become an instrument. Uh, for me, that's been my biggest goal is when, if I really want to grow in sanctity, then I need to allow him, I need to allow God to take his place in every wound and every broken piece of my heart that I expose my, that I, I expose to myself every day, that become apparent to me every day. The more I hold on to it and I try to heal it myself, um, the further back I, I end up going. Yeah, I think one of the things you hit on in, in a lot of that, I mean, actually both of you, when we talk about what we're at uh, contrast with, with the world because of the self-care, you know, the self-made, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's like everybody's trying to grasp for what they think is ultimately uh, happiness, and then I'll be peaceful, then I'll be, and then I'll be content, right? And it's all rooted in self. I mean, even the part where you just address something, Keone, like the false humility where you're navel-gazing. It ultimately, that ends up being indirect self-love, right? Like, oh, poor me, oh, poor me, this, this, and that, rather than, like like you said, inviting our Lord to heal and to um, help us with that, provide the grace. And you hit on something, we're not going to go into it here, but like when St. Thomas Aquinas in the Summa does, his, when he talks about pride, especially as the capital sin, it, it everything's kind of fundamentally rooted in that pride. And I mean, Father Ripper talks about this a lot when he says, um, you know, like pride is when we see ourselves more than we are. 
right? And rather than seeing that we are fully dependent, everything good we have is is because of God, and everything that we're doing, even if we, in our mind, we think we're self-made, like, nobody's saying that you shouldn't be ambitious, and nobody's saying that you shouldn't go after certain things, because you, you don't want to have the flip side to that, right? Where you're like, waiting, well, if God really wills it, he'll just drop in my lap, right? I don't have to apply to a job, it'll just come to me. I don't have to work out, I'll just be chiseled, right? I mean, all those other things, like, it's like, that's, what is that? That doesn't make any sense. You still have mm-hmm. to do, um, uh, what is it? We're just mom Cooperate, right? Yeah, you have to cooperate, but there's um, there's a responsibility, um, but but there's not the accountability. If that's the sense, you know what I mean, like, um, or maybe it's the other. There's the other piece to it. I'm messing it up. There was like a reflection, mom and I read the other day in Laudate or something like that, where it actually kind of um, puts the onus on God. It's in His providence. It's through His grace. But then we have a responsibility to respond, to cooperate, to go after things, right, and to allow God to come into it. So rather than it's like seeking all things in Christ, through Christ, with Christ, in order for us to attain that peace peace will mean different to us to each and every one of us right it's we have to understand where god is calling us and and um and and that may be different at different points in your life and humility which is truth humility which is the first step towards holiness and sanctification um is is fundamentally rooted in the vehicle of humiliation and so what we what we what we need to be comfortable with if we want to grow in holiness is we need to be comfortable with actually being humiliated and seeing ourselves who we truly are um, as fallen away sinners in need of a savior. Yeah, an interesting <clears throat> paradox is um, well, one I think the key to peace that I found myself is just slowing down, like just okay, don't react right now. Okay, we get it. You're five year old. You can't have you don't have your temper is ridiculous. Like I understand that. Just slow down. Give it three seconds, and then let's react. And then you find yourself being like, "Oh wow, I'm not controlled by every little thing that happens to me in my life." You know, <clears throat> like I can tell a difference in like when I'm driving, and like <clears throat> I just sound like a Richard Pryor stand up show as opposed to like you know what like <laughs> some people are on the road and they don't know what they're doing. It's okay, dude. Just like turn up your music and relax like it doesn't matter you know so i think that's like that's like the 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 big thing is like just slowing down but then in that i think we have a paradox because there's um jp2 quote again saying opting for peace does not mean a passive acquiescence to evil or compromise of principle it demands an active struggle against hatred oppression dis and disunity uh, by not using methods of violence building peace requires creative and courageous action so it's just funny because uh, like the paradox being that the way to build peace is in this struggle and this fight against these outside evils or distractions or temptations. And um, yeah, I think that's just really interesting to think about because that's like when I'm thinking about peace, like that's all I think about. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is so difficult right now. <laughs> it's so difficult to just not want to, you know, react so quickly. And uh, like, you know, when I was talking about mentioning words, um, that's how we communicate as human beings. I think the hardest thing to do for a lot of people is understand, like what is, like when I read that, because I read that over and over, like especially with uh, Colonel Siraz's book, The Power of Silence, talking about being careful not using too many words. I'm just mm-hmm. like, what does that mean? Like, does that mean I just stop talking to Ella like a lot? Like, does that mean I'd be like, hey, you know what? We're going to go with 15 words today and uh, <laughs> let's choose them wisely. Like, I don't know, I don't know what that's supposed to mean really. But I think the real idea is that like, there's got to be that 
I think when you have that three sets, it's like, you know, we've all hung out in a group, right? And then we got funny guy over there, you know? And you're like, oh, my gosh, right? He's got like, he's got to be the one that's, like, got to say something all the time. The one-upper? Yeah. And, yeah, and, and you just, and we all know in our head, like, we're not calling out, you know, this guy in front of everybody. But we all know, like, okay, you know, he, he, he needs a little bit of attention. He kind of likes being that guy. Sometimes it's funny, you know, sometimes you need those guys. But I think what we're understanding naturally is that, okay, he doesn't really have a sense of peace there. Because he's needing something else to fulfill yeah. those, you know? Yeah. And the people that are the quietest, generally, they don't need those things, right? Like, they, they are they are fulfilled within their peace. I think it's like, I remember, you know, like, being in high school or even college a little bit. And, like, when someone didn't have social media, you're like, wow, dude, you're, you're good. Like, you don't need that. Like, you know what I mean? That you understand that they don't, they have a sense of peace and security that other people are lacking because yeah. we all do it, you know? Yeah. And so... Yeah, I think that's interesting. I, th- I just want to bring up that sort of paradox of, you know, building peace is actually this fight and this struggle as opposed to mm-hmm. just, like, smoking a J and relaxing. That's not necessarily peace. That's, yeah. if anything, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, but that's a, that's not even that specifically, but I think that's sort of um, illuminates the idea of what peace, what people believe peace to be, this relaxing mm-hmm. of something as opposed to this tensing mm-hmm. up and fight, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think and maybe we can, I want to build off that. Maybe we can kind of turn the, the discussion to the discernment piece too. But kind of like what Mies was saying, that paradox, I, when I think of peace, I think of it as a constant fight to surrender. And I, that's something, you know, it's like every day you're fighting yourself to surrender more to God. You're turning away from yourself. You're resisting the urges either to like make yourself better or the urge to sin. Because we often have urges even to, to, you know, me and myself, like, I want to be more patient. I want to read more spiritual books and material because I'm, I don't want to be, you know, engulfed in the world and social media. And it's almost like, like we talk about getting the haste, but I have to fight those urges so that God tells me what he wants of me right now on January 17th. What, what does he want for me right this moment for him to have a bigger place in my heart? Because it may not be that I need to read the Summa right now. It may not mean that I need to read four chapters out of the Catechism. Maybe he wants me to just sit and be so present with my wife and my daughter that I'm able to be an instrument of the Holy Spirit to them as the father of the home mm-hmm. and the, the protector of the home. Maybe that's what he wants. Maybe it's just like, just on your drive to work, just sit in silence and don't make any comments about the drivers around you or whatever's going on, about whether you think you're the best driver on planet Earth or not. <laughs> just sitting in joy of like you have a job your car is paid off you know whatever it is maybe that's where the peace lies and in those little moments you're going to better appreciate the time that you do end up reading scripture you you're going to be way more present in the times that you are praying the rosary because you're not doing it in haste you're not doing it i need to pray the rosary every day to the point where you're not even actually getting anything out of the rosary because you're doing it for yourself at the end of the day and the devil i think is super clever and using like go ahead pray the rosary I'm going to rob your peace, and I'm going to stir up this, like, need for control and progress and haste, and, and so I'm going to pray the rosary every day, but I'm not getting anything out of it because my, my end goal is distorted. My control is, is overtaking my surrender. And I think that is, like, that biggest thing is the fight to surrender every day. And, and that's where you, when you talk about discernment is I think when you want to make a choice, when, you, when you're discerning whether, it, like, we all have had job situations in this past year. You guys moved, 
you know, we got a house, we had a baby, like there's so much discernment, Michelle, with us deciding that Michelle is going to um, stay at home, like all of that took a lot of discernment, but if I have my own idea of things and I am attached to whatever image that I think the world tells you, right, the world wants the fit couple, the world wants the money-hungry couple, the world wants the, the big house, whatever the, it is that we hold fast to, if I'm too attached to that, then we're not, and we're not really allowing God to to illuminate his will um, in our hearts. We're not allowing the Holy Spirit to give us that sense of peace and wisdom because we're blinded by our own attachments. And and so that's that's something that I think, too, is, is when we're talking about, as we move, I guess, into the topic of discernment, is actually surrendering and being okay in the fact that you may not have the answers right now, but God is in control. And actually believing that. I think we all say it, right? But actually believing, like, God is going to provide in my job situation. Right now, I'm still in the middle of an offer that I don't have any clarity on. And so I've been waiting for two weeks of, like, getting clarity. I'm like, okay, am I going to switch this job? Like, what's the betterment? Is it for the betterment of my family? Like, what, what is it going to look like? There's an element of faith there. But I often find myself losing peace because I want to follow up with them. I, I'm upset. Like, what's going on? I, and it's like, well, do you trust? Even if this job doesn't work out, do you trust that God's going to provide? And, like, I find myself, like, your actions don't really show that you trust Him right now. You might say it. You might tell yourself. But your actions are saying that you are more in control and that you're moving with haste. And you need, like, Meeks to say, just slow down. Yeah, I think, um, you know, as we kind of round out the episode, uh, there's a lot into this, both in peace and discernment. Um, one of the things I do want to make sure that we do bring up, because I think what we're all hitting on and, and, and I'm hearing it is um, being moved by emotion in the feels, because everybody's in the feels nowadays, right? As long as you feel it, right, to do it, um, rather than being um, uh, led by, obviously, our Lord and, and the spirit of truth, but being led by your reason and your will, right? Like those things aligned, objectively speaking. And I think that's the part that we struggle with, because even those of us with the best of intentions to follow God and His will struggle with our passions and our appetites and all the things that kind of cloud our, really, our judgment and our, our ability to make a sound. And, and again, I'm not saying that it's easy, right? Because the, the Lord in His infinite wisdom allows us to see just enough to take the next step forward, but never to see the full path, because sometimes we wouldn't take that path. I mean, we all know, like, our lives today, I mean, six months ago, we wouldn't say we'd be in Arizona, right? I mean, that's just the way I know. That's just not, that, that wasn't even a case. And then, it, but it was only through discernment and a lot of things happening where God opened up the doors to get us to where we needed to be. And guess what? I'm okay. Mom's okay. If that's only for the next six months or the next six years, whatever, God has to define that. I, I can say that objectively speaking, but in, internally, do I struggle? Yeah, because I'm a control freak. I got a lot of wounds and, 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 and residual stuff from my trauma that I'm like, yeah, I have abandonment issues. I got, I just got all kinds of stuff, right? So it's just like, but are you really going to take care of me, Lord? Are you? Are you? Mm-hmm. How about now? You know, like, when is, when is the rug going to be pulled from underneath me? But, right. you know, but I think those the things about the feels, because Fulton Sheen has a, a, has a good episode um, uh, on kind of the emotions and the passions. And he talks about we're so overwhelmed with uh, romance novels and things that just really cater to our emotions. And so I feel good about this. And oh, man. And then he goes, but then when you, when an object, a real object is presented to you, you don't know how, you don't respond. 
or you over respond or you don't know how to respond you don't know how to manage and um, take command of your emotions objectively speaking and i think that's what we're talking about here because discernment especially for us catholics i mean that's one of the biggest questions lord what is what does god want me to do with my life is this it is that yeah. you in the middle of jobs in the middle of family decisions um and trying to do god's will and sometimes it can be super discouraging demoralizing and frustrating because you don't feel like you're getting a clear answer and that's Mm -hmm. kind of the key moment where god is operating in that for your own sanctification because we say we trust god but do you really yeah so much so that if i lost everything my ability to the job i have today and the comforts of my own home it's all of a sudden if I lost that ability today, which is a grace from God, is now all of a sudden God not there? Oh, now is, my, is our God a bait and switch God from a discernment perspective? Well, no, we have to, as Catholics, as faithful believers, we should believe that everything that is allowed to happen to us is for our own sanctification. Means that if we, God, for whatever reason, even if it was some evil committed against us by some other person, if God allowed it to happen somehow, some way, that was it. It needed to happen to us in order for us to grow in sanctity, to grow, to get back to Him. But mm-hmm. that's the level of faith and peace that we actually need to uh, to, to strive for. Yeah, you think of Job, right? Oh, yeah. I was saying, you think of Job, and like I'm reading through Job right now in the Bible of the Year. Shout out to my boy Father Mike uh, for helping your boy read the scriptures. Uh, but I'm reading reading through Job and just the idea of like he was a righteous man. He was he was legit. He's probably something we all strive for to be in the beginning. And you know, and, and God has so much confidence in his in his son Job that he you know he allows the devil to afflict these wounds uh, on Job and, and and it wears on him on Job. And I think if if any one of us has been in that situation, we'd probably be he like he almost gives like a like a poetic response to his friends and, and like in his woes to God and his lack of confidence. I would have been like flipping tables and like you know, what the? see you, God. Like I'm yeah, what the hell? I'm gone. I'm, I'm done with you, God. And like my this is the word, you know. But like our response and like even when the rug is ripped out from under us, like do we trust that God is doing it for our sanctification? Yeah. And and that's something that's really difficult. Even for me, I'm reading through Job and I'm like, I really hope you don't uh you don't you're not planning anything, Lord, because uh <laughs> I'm not there yet, you know? It's like there's just like, okay, you might be next. You're reading Job, are you ready to, yeah. to emulate Job and learn from Job? And I'm like, No, not really. <laughs> so it's one of yeah, what's one of the one of the scripture passages in Job where it says like uh we accept all good from God, should we not accept the evil? And I'm like, Yeah, are we supposed to accept the evil? We'll have, yeah. You know, uh oh. Can we just go through this like two times fast so we can just zip through? Job? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right through Job. Okay. Next. <laughs> you know. Good. So next. there's that. But something that you said to me. Sorry. I'll let you. I'll let you finish up. But the one thing I wanted to say is just how patient God is with us and, and the stages of discernment. Because God does work through our emotion. He does spark our emotion. Obviously, to snap us out maybe of something. Right. He He draws us to to something. But it doesn't end there. And that's why I think there's stages and like, yeah, emotions can, can, can be good in some sense, but solely on emotions, even though they're as good, the devil has access to your emotions too. And so it's like, if we leave it on that, then now you're just flipping a coin. Where's the prudence in that? You know, because your emotions can be swayed like the wind. And and so there's that piece, but then like the, just the levels of how God's patient, he draws your emotions and then he hopefully leads us 
to utilize our intellect and our will. There's the prudence. Okay, I'm feeling this emotionally, but okay, let me meet with the spiritual director. Let me get the counsel of a good couple, Catholic couple, or a good mentor, or, you know, whatever. And I'm going to seek some advice outside of myself to make sure that my emotions are actually sound. You know, they're not just driven by an attachment or a sense of pride or a, you know, a temptation or whatever it is. And so we're using our intellect. Now we're doing pros and cons. Now we're analyzing the situation. And then I think the step even above that, where the peace lies, is the complete surrender. Because there's times where I think God, even in the moments where you've laid out every pro and con, where you've spoken to all these spiritual directors, you know, you've met, you've t- taken the counsel, you know, all these these mentors and friends, you still don't have the answer, and that's okay. Because you're like, Lord, I've, I've checked my emotions, I've analyzed the situation, I still don't have a clear answer, but given everything, I'm still praying and everything, given everything that's on the table right now, I think this is the decision. Help me to make it in confidence in you that even if I make the decision and it's wrong, it's still for my sanctification. You wanted me, or you allowed me at least, to make that mistake in order to grow in my faith in you or in order to learn something, you know? Um, and I think that's, that's the patience that God wants is like, maybe it starts with our emotion, but it doesn't end there. Maybe, and then maybe it moves to our intellect and well, and sometimes it doesn't even end there. It's just a complete surrender in God. Cause I think with the intellect and the will, even there's this like self pride that we can, that I like, I figured out the whole perfect calculation to make this the best decision. And I, you know, I, I outwilled the, the temptation, you know, whatever, and that can, it can easily come to pride. I think in those moments, God says, okay, I'm going to give you some intellectual um, avenues to take, and I'm glad you're using your intellect in the world, but the end has to be me and all of me. I think mean, that's what God tells us. Like, even when you don't know completely, even when you aren't um, completely sure, do you trust in my providence? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I have a quick point. I don't know. I have a couple, but there's one because you guys talking about uh, Job and stuff. And because, uh, well, one time I was reflecting and I was like, gosh, I'm such a materialist. You know what I mean? Like, what a loser I am. Like, I was um, I was like in a holy hour. And then I was sitting there. I was like, you know, God, like I got I to gotta stop doing this, right? So then I go home. Uh, I go back to the, uh, my apartment. This is back at Franciscan. And um, I, like, I, I was like on my... Uh, I'm on my iPad thing and I have a little keyboard with it and then I went and get up and I just hear like a and then I just look and then my iPad just smashed the whole screen and I'm like sick dude so I'm not gonna pray to be less materialist ever again <laughs> so then when I'm like when I'm like praying now I'm like how many be more hum mm, uh, mm. yeah so good day today that's what we're feeding for thanks guys See you soon. and uh, yeah because I get super creeped out now um which is my fault yeah definitely but anywho um with the big decisions uh I was gonna bring this up because you know, in a lot of other aspects, I could be emotionally based uh, with, uh, I'd say, reacting to. I'm somebody that really likes uh, my own plan. And so when people interfere with that plan, I'm just like, and I get all Mark Ruffalo and, and yeah, things don't look good. Um, and so that's where I get a lot of, uh, get a lot of trouble there. You know what I mean? Um, but then there's the other side where it's like those big decisions and I'm like super logical about everything. And it's like, oh, no, I'm looking at all this. Like, I don't care about me. What I'm seeing here is the logical, objective reasoning to why it's better. And, like, why isn't, why aren't you, why aren't other people seeing this? Because, like, moving to, okay, so, you know, got married at 20 years old. Um, uh, Ella, my wife's 21. We graduate. We just graduated. 
uh, you know, just got married, you have to get a new job, and then we're at a new state. That's not easy to do, yeah. um, especially when there's a difference in locations of families and stuff like that. But um, I think it's hard because, yeah, you need to be objective, right? And you need to be, have these things laid out and understand them without tying your emotions to it. But for me, it got to a point of like, hey, don't you see this, 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 and that? And, it, and I'm completely disregarding emotions to the point where it's like, why don't you see this? And now I'm angry about it because you're not seeing what I'm seeing. And it's like not necessarily that, you know, when you're making those decisions, especially as a couple, it's not that they're not seeing that, but they just actually have emotions, which I lack a lot of the times. So, um, you know, I think that's just a big thing to understand is that a lot of times, yeah, it is good to think about things objectively and logically and I think men are normally wired that way to think about that a little bit more so but I think there just has to be some sort of a balance because man it's so hard to decide what where God is calling you to and you know I don't know maybe you know sometimes you just need to pick strawberry or vanilla you know what I mean like it doesn't actually matter like maybe you're overthinking it yeah. but in some of these big decisions we're talking about it's so hard to think about that because there's a lot of things on paper right like you know with this uh, last week, I've been having to decide between two jobs, and one on paper does look, you know, a lot better. But there's some things where maybe I have to sort of compromise a little bit, or there's some other things where maybe I'm attracted to the money more here, and here I understand a little bit more. I don't have to compromise who I am as a, as a Catholic man or things like that. I don't know, you know, not mm-hmm. specifically that, but there's going to be those decisions. And objectively speaking, right, without your conscience and stuff kicking in then maybe this one is. But when you actually let you, you let down some of those walls of like, okay, absolutely no emotion, no conscience, right. objective, logical, reason, I got to go here. And I think you got to let some of that in and um, let like soften your heart. I think that's an issue I have, you know what I mean? Like a pretty hardened heart for whatever reason. And just like think about everything logically. And then if it doesn't, then like, then my emotions start to take over that same thing I had. I don't know, just finding that balance because, yeah, the decisions are tough. I don't, I don't even know. Like, when you, when you say going bad, I'm, I think there's got to be a little bit of everything, but I think the ma- most important part, you know, if I have any point, is um, where you, when you die or, um, yeah, like, if God were to hold you responsible for that decision, what would you be happier with? You know, um, it, would he, does he want you, you know, if you, will you be okay with it when the day that you die, he said, well, what happened here? And you, you said, you know what, no, here's everything that I thought, I know I'm falling right. And then I think the second aspect would be like, are you becoming a better human being closer to God because of that decision, right? Am I becoming closer in that I uh, make more money over here? Or am I becoming closer in the fact that um, maybe there's less politics on this side and I don't have to compromise who I am and I can be more comfortable as uh, and not have to feel I'm afraid or hide my beliefs or things like that. You know, those are some of the decisions or is it that like, because a lot of times um, you have the easier one and then you have the one that requires the work and I think generally the one that requires the work may be your, um, your measurement of maybe that's the decision that you should make because generally the easier one's not the one that's going to push you to make you better but that's not for all you know there's no one rule book for making decisions ultimately mm-hmm. it's a combination of everything that we just said so good luck with that <laughs> yeah i mean going back what you're saying is what Kenny alluded to too god works in emotions and i think uh, you know i would be remiss to say that we need to be objective all the time versus objective i think what the whole point is is that you have a well-formed conscience and that you seek God in everything, 
and mm-hmm. they learn how to command those appetites and those passions with your intellect and your mm-hmm. will because when that object is presented to you, you can say, oh man, I'm being super emotional about this right now. You know what? I'm too close to this. This is too close to me right now, and I'm being emotional about it. Or you know what? Intuitively speaking, this one on paper looks great, but intuitively I'm struggling with it. I'm conflicted with it. Why? What? What's in there for me right now that that I need to tease out, or I need to take to the Lord, or I need to seek counsel from um, holy and wise people um, that know that aren't aren't emotionally attached to it. So I think that's a good point to bring up: is that we're a body soul composite, which means that we have an intellect, a will, emotions, all of wounds everything that that comes into play but it's about yeah. it, it's about self-knowledge really i mean it comes down to self-knowledge and self-awareness yeah. To, yeah to to where you can kind of understand thyself right know thyself um examine yourself and then allow others to do the same that that actually seek your good intentions that actually seek you getting to heaven because then you may be too close to it so party yeah. words because i know we've been talking a lot about a lot of things which is good to kick off the year and, and a new season of PPK, but mm-hmm. what's your parting words for the for the folks out there? Just the, the beauty of the Catholic Church is, is is both and. It doesn't have to be either or. And I think in a world today where it's always either or, you know, either you're you're vegan or you're paleo or you're Republican or you're Democrat, it's it's just such all or nothing, right? It's one side or the other. And the beauty of the Catholic Church is you can utilize both your emotions and your intellect and and you should utilize one without letting one dominate the other. And there, that's where prudence comes in. You're taking all things and you're considering it um, in the light of doing God's will. And so that's something that, you know, it, it, we're taking all of it into consideration, allowing God to illuminate. Because like Misa was saying, there are times where we're, we can be so objective that we ignore the emotions, maybe not of ourselves. Sometimes we do ignore our own emotions, right? And we're trying to ignore that wound that we have by being so objective. And now we're not really progressing spiritually because you know, we're not allowing God into that wound. We're so objective to hide ourselves from the reality that we are wounded right now or suffering in that area. But oftentimes I think it's, it's more apparent in when we're making a decision with someone else. I see it all the time in, in therapy because I can be very object, objective and very logically minded. But if I try to convince my client that they should be taking this, this, this uh, different route or they should be considering something, well, then now I'm not really allowing them to progress spiritually. You know, which is the end goal. My goal is to get even my clients to heaven. But if, if I meet their emotions, whether I understand where that's coming from, oftentimes just feeling affirmed and just coming to the realization of what they're experiencing will allow that their guard to go down to now they accept that intellect. You know, they allow that the will to, to be exercised. And so that's why I think is there's that there's that both and the beauty of that and just recognizing that you know there's a play in all of and all of that and and allowing god's will to be the, the focal point regardless of whether or not right now i need to pay attention to the emotion side of thing and be open and honest with myself or when it's time to be you know objective and, and check our emotions be like okay but use your will use your intellect what is all things at play but all things um pointed towards christ thanks yeah um, you know, I was thinking a little bit right now, kind of reflecting on sort of how the struggle with peace, I think, spiritually, because I feel like a lot of times spiritually, I can make my peace school oriented and I lose the whole idea of it. Right. So like in my mind, it's OK, you know, pray, the, pray the rosary today. Listen to Father Ripperger, read Dostoevsky. And if you didn't, you failed and you're stupid. <laughs> and then if you, if you did, then like, good job. dude, You got better today. Like, let's get her going tomorrow. But it's like, you know. 
I could do all that and then like still be super pissed driving or just you know like have just you know attitude or just react this way or that way and it's like did you miss the entire point right and that's something that I struggle with I think is like okay I need to do this this and that in order for me to be practicing my faith when it's just like or just like you know actually have a love in a relationship with Jesus Christ and maybe don't make everything you know so I was talking about how peace in this outside nature is not necessarily this goal-based thing but I think that's what I do with my faith a lot is just make it goal-based and it's just like well maybe he just wanted you to just like stop talking for 10 minutes or just like maybe like don't have to distract yourself every five seconds on your phone like maybe that was your goal and you didn't actually have to read three chapters of Dostoevsky and make your brain <laughs> and all this kind of stuff like you know what I mean I, I struggle with that so much because you're not going to get peace in that just because you accomplish more you know externally doesn't mean that that's where you're actually getting your peace from so yeah, I think it's it's not seeing again that that it's not a it's a both and it, it looks different for everybody at different points in time, given different states in life, given different circumstances. But trusting that that God is obviously has your best interest in mind, which is ultimately peace, right? So you know, I want to thank everybody for joining us on the first episode of 2022 we want to continue to lift each other up in prayer we, we commit to you a more consistent schedule and as, as it relates to peace and discernment you know just let, let yourself be led by the prince of peace and con continue to pray for us as we pray for you and you know how we do it get holy or die trying god's peace mm -hmm.